Yo, what's up? And welcome to the Mitra Gang. You probably have never heard of us and don't know who we are. If you do know who we are, then I may be a little scared that you either are stalking us or might be one of our evil exes. But you know what? Regardless of who we are, we want this to be a place where you feel at home with us. Kinu, why don't you take it away and explain a bit more about it since in my opinion, you are actually kind of famous. Well, that is definitely just your opinion because I'm not famous, but thanks fam. This is a place where you will hear stories and dialogue from the two of us who happen to be siblings about culture, identity, love, heartbreak, and everything in between. We're just your young, average brown kids living in LA who believe that this can be a place where the everyday person can connect with us. Two people who are just navigating life's curveballs one day at a time, just like the rest of us. Mitra means friend in our native language, Gujarati. We hope that you feel like one of our homies when you listen to us. Everyone deserves to feel like they have people that they can relate to. So welcome to the Mitra Gang. We're stoked to have you. Hey, what is up, Mitra Gang? Just like we say every week, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Always happy to have you guys here. Appreciate it much. Just a quick disclaimer is that it's kind of a rowdy Saturday quarantine afternoon in the apartment complex <laughs> and it's a little loud our neighbors are kind of wilding out for some reason i've never seen them in my whole life i don't know if they're neighbors or if they're just like they're, airbnb they might be airbnb people who knows they look like they're going to like a pool party but our pool's closed so i don't know where private rona pool party if it wasn't covid i would have been like yo where the party at <laughs> we wouldn't be here right now if it was, if it was like sorry mr gang being on record we would be like go. out and about but we're being good humans and staying put as yeah. much as possible but yeah so just apologies if you guys hear any like you know woo girls in the background <laughs> or like guys saying weird stuff <laughs> or babies crying you never know um but with all that being said i also just wanted to give a quick shout out to the one and only kamala auntie kamala auntie let's go Let's go, baby. Otherwise known as Kamala Harris to every non-Indian. Wait, her name's Harris? I thought her last name was Auntie. Plot twist. So what does that mean when we say Kamala? <laughs> Kamala Auntie. I don't even know where you're going. I'm with asking this. you the question so you could explain maybe to people that may not understand why it's funny for, or it's like fun and funny for us to call her by Auntie. Well, I think it goes. I think you know we've in the multi generational home episode we talked about this, but within Indian culture, and I'm sure other cultures too, when you have a family friend, or if you come across just another Indian person that is older than you, even if you're not related, you would refer to them as uncle or auntie. Yep. So Kamala Harris to us is Kamala auntie out of respect. Exactly. Um, But I just wanted to give a quick shout out to her because literally in my entire life, like not even to be dramatic or anything, but I never in a million years would have thought that an Indian woman would be a vice president candidate. No, never, never. Major or just respect. even someone of to that degree, like yeah. whether it's in politics or in media or whatever it is, like mm -hmm. for someone to hold a position of power of that great Growing up, I never saw anybody besides a white person in those seats. 
And it gives me such hope and such encouragement to know that all the little girls that are growing up in today's world will be able to see a half black and half Indian woman on this ticket. And I think that will forever change their lives and that will forever inspire them to know that they are able to do that and more. Because yeah. because of this, the ceiling has been broken from Bam. now on. Let's do um, this. And whether you believe in her, whether you think that she is the worst person ever and everything in between, I think all things being equal, it's worth celebrating that a half black and half Indian woman is on the ticket in America yeah. because for representation, this is historic. This is literally world changing. And it just brings me such joy because I think that in the world that we're living in right now, we have to celebrate the wins. Yeah. And truly, this is one of the biggest wins that deserves celebrating. Kamala, auntie, let's go, baby. <laughs> I love that. That's Rap like, horn for Kamala Auntie. Dude, you get it. Also, Kamala Auntie, you're not, I know you're not gonna listen to us, but if you are, <laughs> um, I would love if you could do the Indian head nod um during a debate. And that'd be awesome. So please and thank you. Request from Sagu. <laughs> Request. And if you guys don't know what the Indian head nod is, FaceTime us and we'll do it for you. I'm doing it right now, but you can't see it. <laughs> also i do it all the time i feel like i've been doing it more in quarantine i'm like you know that's freaking good you're tapping into Indian. your roots and i'm i've been talking a lot in gujarati you really have <laughs> she's kind of concerned about that she thinks i hit my head yeah there's a thing that if you suffer from a head injury it's proven uh -oh. that with certain head injuries people revert back to their original language without knowing it <laughs> and that might have happened to sagu but might have that's besides the point it's all good it's all good well um Speaking of the point, uh, today, I guess our the point of the episode and kind of like the inspiration behind it was we were thinking about um, kind of like talking about how, how it is so crazy for for a Kamala auntie to break out of the box for, for, for her to even just be where she's at. And we thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about um, our very own Kennery McQuan right here. Oh snap! AKA I Kino. got the full English name. She's got the full English name um, of how, in my opinion, she's a beast. She's uh, a really big deal, and she was able to break out of the box like, like no other business. Aww. And so I thought it'd be cool for her to explain her story of how that was like when it comes to like what inspired her to break the box, um, what the box is, and also um, why I feel like obviously. If you're listening, you have parents and they definitely gave you some type of uh, social pressure to like a perform and to be a good a good son or a good daughter, like to go, go to a good school, um, get good grades um, and to do well in life. And we kind of wanted to talk about the unique experience that we feel like um, we get um, growing up with both um, parents who are South Asian as well as immigrants. So, you know, why don't you talk more about uh all of that wow that was a lot there you that go was a lot and i can refresh you <laughs> what do i know <laughs> nothing it's okay i think i got it so the box roddy rich box. made a song called the box, the box. no it's just kidding um yeah i think growing up i definitely faced a lot of pressure i was the youngest kid so by the time i was in high school you were in college 
I was and out. And our like, oldest out. brother was like out doing his own thing. So all eyes were on me. And I also, when I was in high school, like applying to colleges and stuff, it was kind of known that I wanted to go into medicine. So as an Indian kid, that made me the golden child because everyone's thinking, wow, we're finally going to have a doctor yeah. in the family. Also, you were the freaking golden child because in eighth grade, guys, she was student of the year, which basically oh, means eighth grade. You were first round first pick for all of your teachers. So your GPA was the highest. Yeah, that's you were true. The freaking student of the year. Yeah. Bring it out. Put it on your resume. Let's put it. Eighth grade student of the year. Let's do it. In case anyone was wondering. There you go. Um, yeah. So I did pretty well in school, and um, you know, I thought I was going to go into medicine, and so my parents were stoked. Then when I went to college, I was pre-med for my first year. Pre-med? Get it? Shout out to everyone that went through with it because I did not. <laughs> and that was the scandal of the century. The scandal. So basically what happened was that after my first year of college, I went kind of hippie Christian mode. Hippie Christian mode. And I worked at a Christian camp Ooh. in the mountains. And I was a camp counselor. And that was truly the best job I've ever had. Aww. It was a lot of hard work, and I got paid probably 30 cents an hour. But free food, right? And free housing? Free food, which was go. cafeteria food for every meal. <laughs> and it was the same meal every Monday, Tuesday. Like, <laughs> every meal, you knew exactly what it was going to be. Wow. But that's besides the point. So that summer, I also did a lot of soul searching, and I just was thinking a lot about what I truly wanted my future to look like. Um, and I unfortunately came to the conclusion that medicine would not be a viable option for me. And not because I wasn't doing well in my classes. It was more because I was spending a lot of time like praying and meditating. And the spiritual side of me was feeling like the Lord was drawing me to another route. And I was also thinking about my future and Lord willing, if I'm ever blessed to have a family, I didn't want to be the mom that was like the doctor that Aww. was away. So you were already always. thinking about Leo Kino. Yeah. Leo Kino, when you, when, you hear, when you hear this, 40 years <laughs> after, <laughs> if, if it's still up. I did this for you. If, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uncle Sago loves you, by the way. Yeah. And you're not even well, born yet. here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I love kids. Aw. Which, why which you was were, why yeah, I was a camp exactly. counselor. So, yeah, and, like, we have, we know a few family friends that are doctors, yeah. and they're great parents, but at the same time, I know that they've missed a lot of life for their children. The freaking And for, like, they've – I know that their wives have missed the husbands, and the husbands have missed the wives mm. and all of that, and I just didn't want that yeah. to be my life, truly. And, like, 10-plus years of school, I don't even like yeah, school. I might be good at it, but I don't even like it. Um <laughs> So I came home that summer. My parents were pissed AF, to say the least. <laughs> I told them. I gave them this whole, like, spiel of how – I kind of thought I would soften the blow and, like, play the God card of, you know, guys, <laughs> the spiritual like, aspect of it. Because I really I, – yeah. that was true. So I kind of gave them that whole side and just how I wanted to do something different. But being an Asian kid, I also knew I had to have a plan moving forward which my plan was to switch my major to business because I thought that's probably like parent approved. It's a good option. <laughs> and I could get a plethora of jobs with little, that. Little did you know. 
Little did I know that was going to totally backfire on me. And my dad told me I was making a horrible decision. Horrible. And that he felt <laughs> like pretty intense. I was betraying Betrayed? him. He said that? Betrayal was what? happening. What? It was like a Bollywood soap opera pretty much. <laughs> I mean. You probably had just watched like David Doss, which is like a really sad movie. And then you were like, hey, guess what? I'm doing business. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. So then that was like a whole thing. And my parents were pissed because their dreams of finally, you know, having a kid that did something respectable and them being able to tell like yeah. all their friends that and this happened was no also, longer going to happen. What are what what do our our parents do? My our dad's a chemist and our mom is a respiratory therapist, so they both work in healthcare yeah. and in science. And what does 98% of the family do? They're all nurses <laughs> pretty much. And again, I asked that question just because, like, that helps you guys kind of see where we kind of come from, where everyone's basically in the science field. So, all right, Kino, keep going. My yeah. Bad. So then I was like, deuces, science. Deuces. I'm out. I'm going to do business. I'm, out this bit. I'm about to be an entrepreneur. So you broke up with science. You I broke like, up hey, with science. It's it's not me. It's actually you. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And that was the easiest breakup. But <laughs> that was also the messiest breakup because Ooh. my parents made it messy AF. Ooh. So then every, I probably had a hundred plus conversations with them during the Dang. school year because they were just like, Freshman you're year? making sophomore year. Sophomore now. year, got it. They thought I was making a bad decision that now like I'm wasting my future and my potential. And Did they ask you if you were like high on drugs? <laughs> probably, but they just really wanted to drill the point home of this is an unacceptable decision. And I think a few times they were just like, stop being so American. And, Dang. you know, then I'm like, okay, really, we're going to go there. Like, stop being so they're saying stop being so white. Yeah, basically, Dang. of like following my dreams, because following your dreams is not part of the immigrant mentality. Did they ever say like, stop being emotional? All the time, yeah. My dad was like, you're being so emotional right now. And I'm like, stop, first stop of all. Stop using your emotions. F the patriarchy. <laughs> Second of all, like, that is so sexist to say. And third of totally. all, you're the one being emotional because you're <laughs> getting emotional about you're this. You're, like, crying in your room because yeah. Kitty's not going to be a You doctor. said I betrayed you. Like, I don't even know. And this is not to paint him in a bad light. It's it's all coming from a place of them wanting the best for us. Yeah, and yeah. They're thinking, like, we came to America and busted our asses off so that you guys could live a better life. Yeah. And living a better life means that you're either going to be a doctor, an engineer, or maybe yeah. a lawyer. Those and, are the three options. And that's, I think, what Kino mentioned is a box that we kind of, like, mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Where, like, yeah, we got, like, honestly, we have, like, one main choice, which is to be a doctor and then maybe be an engineer. And the third one can be, like, a lawyer or, like, do finance, which is kind of what... Um, I think even that's like, oh, okay, but only, yeah, only if you get like an MBA or go to like a really good law school. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. So that's kind of the box that there's only, it, it, it's a very like limited number of options. Very limited number and business did not fit that box at all. And even me as a person, like looking back, it's hilarious thinking that I thought I was going to go into medicine because I don't fit that box. No, like, no, no. I way. think I would do well in it, but like my personality and like I said, I don't enjoy studying. I'm not like a studious person. So it would it would go against me to follow yeah. that. 
Um, but I made the decision to say goodbye to that and I stuck with it. And the pressure was real because I was constantly being told at like 18 that I was wasting my future away essentially. And that, like I said, like I was making a really bad decision, but I'm really glad I stuck to my guns because I ended up taking a marketing class, which I loved and getting into the marketing program, which there's only 13 students that get accepted. So it's really, it's really competitive, super competitive. And also like, I knew it was going to be a great program because Mm. there was only 13 kids and, Oh yeah. Um, it, it really ended up being the best decision I ever made because I found something that I'm truly passionate about and something that utilizes my skill set. Mm. And it is something that brings me joy. So I think that's the biggest thing is that it it's all the big three. You know, it's something that I'm passionate about. It brings me joy and it's it's leveraging what I'm good at and oh, wow. what I'm supposed to be doing. So you're happy, it gives you joy, you're you're really using your passions and you already have skills that you bring to the table. Yeah. For marketing. So like I'm thriving, wow. but my dad is like, mm, I don't know about that one. Still. <laughs> so then fast forward. So, so he's like, Hey, I don't know if that gives you joy. He's I, don't, kind I don't know of, if you're happy. I, I don't think you're happy. He's kind <laughs> of still like you should, you could be doing something better. Dang. And I think like it is what it is at this point, but long story short is that, I never in a million years would think would have thought that this is where I would be. Um, And basically what happened is that I was applying to internships my junior year and it was for the summer going into my senior year of college. And I applied to a bunch of internships and one was at Warner Music Group. Ooh, and that sounds fancy. I've always loved music. Warner Music, not Warner Brothers. No, Warner Music Group. But were they ever associated to each other? I don't really think so. I don't think so? No. But it's like... So it's like they used to be the same parent company. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right, cool. So I just asked that because like, she's a big deal, guys. <laughs> All right, keep He going. just keep wants going. everyone to know. I want everyone Warner. to know. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so I applied there. I called my mom and I was like, oh, I'm playing the internships and I applied to this one at Warner, but don't worry. I also, you know, applied to ones that are more realistic. And she was like, oh, actually, I think the Lord is telling me that you're going to get it. And I was like, oh, thanks, mom. Number one fan. But you just have to say that because you're my mom. And she was like, yes, but I also think that's true. That's awesome. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's see what happens. Right. I'll roll the dice. You think she kind of had a shift where. Papa was kind of still intense, but and because you betrayed him, obviously. Obviously. But, but uh, mommy, it looks like she kind of came around and was a little bit more really encouraging and very supportive. Yeah, she has always been supportive of me. Okay. And I think like she personality wise is just the most yeah, gentle, loving person. Yeah, so she's the best. you know, she sees that I'm thriving and she sees that I'm putting myself out there and doing what I need to do to make a way. So mm-hmm. she's kind of like, okay, cool. Um, then like against all odds, I landed the internship and I busted my butt off that summer, commuted two hours each way, didn't get paid. Unpaid? But I loved it. And it was two hours of commuting? Yeah. Dude, you're a hustler. I mean, they didn't know I was commuting that far. They probably wouldn't mentality over Actually, I remember they asked me like where I was living and I totally lied. And I said I was living in like Pasadena (laughs) or something. A safe choice. Yeah, because since 
our grandparents lived in Temple City. Yeah. I knew if I said Temple City, they wouldn't have known where that was. So I was Got like, it. Pasadena. And they're like, oh, that's not too far from Burbank. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> but if they would have known that I was coming from like La Mirada. That's so far. They would have been like, that five three, baby. I don't think I want to hire this kid because they're probably going to be oh, late every day. Oh, shoot. So then. Move, you know? I would have been like, too honest. <laughs> no, I covered my bases. I really wanted that gig. And I worked my butt off. I remember asking all the other kids how they got the internships. And they were all like, oh, my dad plays golf with the president. And my parents are neighbors That's with crazy like, to me. this executive. And there was some sort of connection. And I just blindly applied. And the application was just my resume and a cover letter. And that was all. So I was like stoked beyond belief when I heard that to know that okay, I like said goodbye to medicine. I chose another path. I found my way and I got my foot in the door with nobody's help but my own and the Lord, of course. So to me, that's a sign of I made the right choice. Yeah. Like there's no looking oh, yeah. back. And if you think about it, that was like a year or two after the hard talk you had with, with the parents. Yeah, it was, it was two years after. Wow. Yeah. And that led me to where I'm at now because that internship led to another internship, which led to then a couple temp jobs when I graduated college. And then the temp jobs led to the full-time job that I'm at now mm. at Warner Records. Wow, it's amazing. And all She killed it. She killed it. I killed it. I got to give it up to myself. There you go. Go Kino. <laughs> go Kino. But I mean, I think like the pressure never ends. Yeah. And I'm a pretty hardworking person. So oh, once yeah. I had my totally. foot in the door, I knew that there was no way I was going to let mm. this opportunity slip. Um, and it just honestly, when I was there every day, it felt like a great fit. Like the people were awesome. And I was also with working with like-minded people that were super chill, but they loved music and they also worked really hard. And I was able to learn a lot about like breaking new artists, making a song go number one, like all of that. And on top of that, I was working for one of the top three record labels yeah. in the entire world. So and like, you like hang out and talk to people that are like Grammy award winning artists. Yeah. And you get invited to like really cool parties. Like you go to, to like the Hollywood Hills and all these crazy things. Those were the days pre-Rona. Pre-Rona, man. And I think it's funny because like, I, I don't know what it was. I can't, I'm not sure what the first, the first like, because I, I feel like you had like a, you like saw somebody at the office mm -hmm. who was like obviously in your label, right? Yeah. And he and he or she were signed, and then you were like, "Oh, so I go like this guy or girl is like here," mm -hmm. and I'm like right next to him. Yeah. And I was like freaking out, and I was like, "Dude, that's so cool!" And then, but I felt like that same story. Like if like I feel like me as your brother and like anyone younger can kind of appreciate like, "Dang, dude, this is a dope job." Versus like I think our parents like I feel like if you tell them that. Or if you told them that, what do you think was their response to that? They, so they, my dad specifically, he just thinks I'm like partying and like playing <laughs> around every day. I don't, he doesn't really think that I'm working. He doesn't think I'm sitting behind a computer and like. And you're working hard because now I, 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 I live with her now and I moved downstairs. <laughs> I used to be upstairs and I see how much she works and it's pretty amazing because I'm like, holy crap, like I do like not even half of that it's true it is true yeah i mean we work really hard because 
that's what you got to do yeah. if you're going to work for got to hustle a company that's as reputable for sure because you got bills to pay and you have like where we thrive off of our artists doing well yeah. and the only way you're going to do that is if you work hard do you think the parents well it, well it feels like mommy kind of gets it right and yeah so that's awesome and Obviously, she kind of takes the credit because she's like, remember, I told, dang, I told you, you that this it. was going to I like that. Out. I like that. There yeah. you go. Women empower men. Take the credit. Oh, I'm here for it. But um, obviously, what do you think, like, what do you think it is about the culture as well as, like, our dad's response more so that, like, um, do you feel like the culture will ever understand what you're doing or, like, will ever understand uh, fully anyone doing something more creative no i don't think so and i think the other part of it is that reflecting on my entire life mm. i just break the mold yeah. of like what an indian woman should be oh, like wow. i'm i'm more like papa in the sense where i'm more extroverted mm -hmm. i'm more like mummy when it comes to like being hospitable and yeah. like my love for food and other yeah. things like that she's but a great cook by the way Oh, thank you. But I think like since I am more of an outspoken yeah. female, more then it's <laughs> that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. She's a badass that. guy. She's a badass. I think that already puts me in a different category oh, because yeah. For sure. in Indian culture, like women are like put down more. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like the, I don't know if, you know, we're, I think every, because Indian culture, there are so many similarities, but there are so many differences between like, you know, where you like what what state your parents are from as well as what religion. And I think from our experience, like a lot of times, like it's a really like um, it's even it, it can be even more conservative than like a 1950s uh, Western uh, role that is put on for females where it's like mm -hmm. just be in the kitchen, mm -hmm. um, make make food and kind of like almost like stay home but also yeah. like the one thing that i kind of I, I kind of see in in, in, in I, I think it's the most dangerous thing is that it's it's almost like um be quiet mm -hmm. like it's like don't do it don't really speak up yeah it's like I don't, don't have a voice but i have a very opinionated voice got a podcast and <laughs> um i it's easy for me to make decisions really quickly and stick to them like i don't I don't really waver yeah. in the decisions that I make, um, which is which already puts me. Yeah. Does, it that doesn't fit their mold either, and the other thing too with growing up with immigrant parents and just an immigrant family is everybody in our family, like Sago and I were reflecting, and every single person in our family that came to America was able to come because they had a job in healthcare. Like they were all yeah. nurses. Like we counted ten we, plus yeah. people. We 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 like kind of stopped counting because we were like we were like wait this wait, is like everybody this is like everybody yeah yeah <laughs> and mad respect because mad respect. yeah mad respect you know like it's it I could not imagine leaving behind an entire world that you've built to yeah. go to another country where you don't really even speak the language you don't have any connections yeah you're starting fresh that's amazing but you're doing that for the betterment of your family and i don't even i don't know if i could do that yeah. like maybe if push but, comes to shove like maybe i would be able to do it but i think like because of that they're they're in this mindset of 
these were the jobs yeah. that created this future that you now live yeah. in. So obviously it would make sense for you to carry on and do the same thing. Yeah. And, um, and like, like we said earlier, you know, like when, when you come from Indian culture, it's always like be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer, because those are prestigious. And the other thing is that all of those have so much job security. Yeah. Like if you're a doctor, you're always going to be a doctor. Yeah. Like you're not going to get laid off. Yeah. And those things. And so they're thinking more practically of, okay, if you do this one, that's super prestigious. So like as an Indian person, you're going to be respected because they're saying that in other settings, since they're immigrants and they're brown people, they're not respected anywhere else mm. other than these settings. Yeah. Which they don't really outright say that, but yeah. they say that when they say like, when, you know, if someone comes home and they're like, I can't believe this white person that is not even as qualified got this promotion when I did it. Yeah, yeah. And they're seeing things like that happen. So they they don't want us to go through the same yeah, battle. for sure. So for it's sure. all coming from a really good place. It's a good place, yeah. But I just decided to go completely against yeah. that. and That's awesome. And you killed it. I stuck to my and guns and here I am. Look at you now. Look at me now. Uh. I'm not making as much paper <laughs> as I want, but maybe I will one, one day. day. One day. Um, but yeah, I think like the pressure still exists. Got it. The pressure never goes away. Um, and I think like they just don't. Our dad really just, I just don't think he knows what to do with me because I don't think he understands I'm so different. Music either. Like, no. in terms of like the music industry. Cause like, she, <laughs> it's funny cause he's, I don't know why or how, like what about it, but he loves Pitbull. He loves He Pitbull. loves Pitbull. And it's kind of funny cause he, I feel like when you may, if you hear this podcast, you may think that he's actually really, really intense, but like he can be, but he's actually pretty goofy and funny too. So, I mean, and we definitely love him. Despite his intense uh, like emotions, with yeah, with, it's all coming from a great a great yeah, place. It's a great of place. just he just thinks I'm so smart. Yeah. So why wouldn't I do something more academic? Yeah. So it's just like yeah. Again, like I think we bring this up because like we don't want anyone to think that like oh we don't really appreciate him, but that's not true because we 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 totally understand that like because of the way he was raised and everything like this is like his way to love us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like so awesome because even like a few hours before this, we had a phone call where I gave him a call and we just were like having a great talk. So it's like, we have an awesome, like almost like a friendship. And I think mm -hmm. even with you. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, a, a, like a, a lot of, uh, a lot of parents are able to love based upon the love that, or they're able to extend love based upon the love that they've been received. Mm -hmm. So I feel like every generation kind of gets better and better at like loving and like being, or having more empathy and kind mm -hmm. of like having a deeper understanding of the, of, of the human person and they could kind of like help you then as you navigate whatever you're going through. Yeah, for sure. And I just take everything he says and really anybody says with a grain of salt yeah. because at the end of the day, like he and him and my mom both, they just want the best for us. Yeah. And that's their way of showing that they yeah. want the best for us is it, it might sound like intense or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I I appreciate that they're trying to push me and and that they're trying to get me to look towards the future and not be stagnant in what I'm doing. So if I look at it that way, then it totally makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, since I know them and I know 
who they are and what they're about, then it's, it's easy for me to say that. But I think for anybody that's telling you like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Clearly, I went against what literally every single person was telling me to do. And it worked out. I mean, that's not to say that I didn't work my butt off because I really did. And like, I can fully say that I took full advantage of every opportunity that I was able to get. And that's led me to where I'm at now. And I still and for the rest of my life will work my butt off. And I think my hardworking drive comes from my dad because he is really like the hardest working person I've ever seen. He's had, he has a full-time job. Basically my, our whole lives, he had a full-time job where he commuted a really long distance, has worked for great companies. And then he was also a full-time pastor at the same time. And like giving, he was in school. And he was in school. school. And he had us rascals running yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, granted, we were pretty good kids. We're pretty but good. That's a lot. It's a lot. And even my mom, like she is an extremely, she's the hardest working woman I know also because yeah. she was also in school. She was raising us and she is a respiratory therapist, which which takes a lot out of her. Yeah. And she's running a home and like she's also home cooking every single meal and the house was always clean she was coming to my basketball games, like she was doing it all. So since I have seen that, that that has also led an impression on me. And I think I might not be doing what they would want me to do, but in a way I am carrying on their legacy of being a hard worker. Yeah. Um, but as I was saying before, I think to everybody out there, I would just want to encourage you to follow your own path because you know what you're worth you know what you're capable of and you know where your skills are at. So if you feel like you're being torn between a few different things, I would just say like examine, examine yourself and try and just feel out from an unbiased perspective. Like in what situation are your skills going to be utilized and where you yourself will be leveraged as a person? Because if you're going to be doing something just to do it because you're smart or because, you know, your family is doing it or whatever the reason is, if if you're not going to be the best version of yourself while you're doing it, and at the same time, if it's not going to bring you joy, then there is no point to be in America in a land where there are a lot of opportunities more than in other places. There's no point to be doing things and making those compromises when we can really go out and make our own path. Like, yes, it's really hard. And yes, like, especially being a brown girl that like has no connections. Yeah. Obviously there's a lot that comes into play and I know I'm going to have to work three times as hard than the guy whose dad played freaking golf with the president. And that's a true story. That is a, <laughs> that's not a fabricated story. Like I know I'm going to have to work like a million times harder than him, but to know that I did it on my own merit and did it on my own terms, nothing can compare to that. Hell yeah. Get it. Literally nothing. Nothing. Dude, screw that. You killed it. And that, that this is why I wanted to use your story. Yeah. Thank you for letting me share my story. Gosh. Thank you, Mitra Gang, for listening. And yeah, so I just want to encourage all of you to follow your own path because we are blessed to be living 
in this country, even though it feels like a piece of crap right now. Like, I think we can all agree that it, it doesn't really feel encouraging. But to know that I, as a first-generation kid who came from a no-name background, who might have been the diversity hire for all I know, like, that could have been a thing because they were all white. <laughs> but I think, like, if I was able to do it literally against all odds, I know that every single person out there is able to do the same and more. And I never want anyone to feel like they're not able to chase their dreams because it is hard when you, yeah. when you grow up with immigrant parents, it is hard to think that you almost feel selfish. Like a lot mm. of the times I did feel selfish that yeah. I was doing something by yourself. Yeah, the group. exactly. Because it is a group culture. And obviously if I became a doctor, that would be like an easier way to make a lot of money. And, to help out the family with with the means that I would be given. And now it's it's probably going to take me longer to get to that status financially and just I guess that status on the corporate ladder. Um but I like I said like I have never once looked back and freshman college me that was at camp thinking that I was going to go home and literally rock my parents' world in the worst <laughs> way possible would have never dreamed that Aww. I would be doing what I'm doing now. And that's working in it. music, which I love. That's so awesome. And honestly, life is too short to not be a misfit. And it's boring. Break out of the box, be your own person. And you can still love and respect and take all the values you learn from your family and still disagree with them in some things. And that actually makes you more mature. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes you more independent in your own self. And that actually helps out your family more because now you're a healthier person in terms of your emotional well-being and you have more maturity and you have more, more self-confidence to help out your family. Heck yeah. And with that, I just wanted to leave you guys with a quote from the OG Maya Angelou. And it says, I love to see a young girl go out and grab the world by the lapels. Life's a bitch. You've got to go out and kick ass. Let's go. And to everyone out there, let's do our best to go out and kick ass. And let's do it for Maya. And let's do it for everyone else because we're living in a world where freaking Kamala Auntie is on the VP bill. Yes. And I just want to bring it back to that because anything is possible. If a half black and half South Asian woman is able to do that and... Who was raised by a single mom. Who was raised by a single mom and against all odds she did what she had to do and now she broke the ceiling for the rest of us so what good would it do if we just stayed put and played the safe route because that's not what she did and that's also not what maya did either and all these other badass women that paved the way for us and badass men as well so let's go out there let's kick ass and let's do our best and if you ever need any advice or if you need anything from us we're always here for you but with that we'll see you next week meet your gang